G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Dr Greg Walsh, an Australian Conservative's candidate for the Upper House, also with us and talking through these issues. Let me ask you first, Greg Walsh, we talk about just how serious, just how significant the election is tomorrow. Uh, it's getting more and more different, the gulf between Conservative and Progressive parties. Uh, if the Labor Party takes power tomorrow, your thoughts? If the Liberal Party continues in power tomorrow, how does that sit? Uh, what are your thoughts for outcomes? Well, the depressing thing is there isn't as much difference between the Coalition and Labor and Greens as there used to be, which is why we have parties like, like, like mine, Australian Conservatives, arising. But there still is some, some difference, which is why I, I still favour a Coalition government over a Labor government. There's just more individuals in the Coalition who are... Support the kind of principles that I support, and I expect many of your viewers support as well. So, as as Paul mentioned, euthanasia almost came in last parliamentary term. There's only one vote in it. There's probably still more individuals in the coalition who understand what a disaster it would be if we introduced euthanasia in New South Wales, making our doctors into people who can now kill their patients, which is obviously a nightmare. There's also be a move to bring in Victorian-style abortion laws, and again, there's probably more, there are more individuals in the coalition who are against that. The idea of using discrimination law as a weapon against conservatives and traditional Christians, that's something Labor and Greens are very keen on doing, and again, there's going to be more individuals in the coalition, in the Liberals and also the Nationals, who will be resisting any changes that, that do that. Paul also mentioned the use of government funding and other, other government support as a coercive tool against traditional religious adherents, saying you can only get this government funding, you can only use our government facilities. If you adopt these ethical positions, which are contrary to a traditional understanding, so these are all major threats to traditional religious adherents, to conservative Christians, and there's a significant difference where if you were going to vote either way, you'd go for liberal, you'd go for the liberals and the nationals over over Labor. Paul Green, what I can hear reflected in the comments being made by Greg. Uh, the idea of Victoria has a lot of these policies already. Yep. They're implemented. They're already in law. Uh, I can hear that there is a huge difference between New South Wales and Victoria. Uh, from the point of view of uh, different governments, you've got a cons more, more conservative government in New South Wales, a very progressive government in Victoria, and having had a Victorian election just late last year, uh, if Labor wins tomorrow... 
does Michael Daly uh, look like the sort of character who would follow in the footsteps of uh, Daniel Andrews? What are your thoughts for the comparison? Well, well, I hope not, because this week alone we've seen in Victoria that Daniel Andrews is actually talking about removing the Lord's Prayer from Parliament. You know, it's, yeah. a, it's another deconstruction moment in Victoria. That's deeply concerning to us. Uh, you know, we, we can, we can honour our, uh, our nation. We can honour the first peoples. Why don't we honour the first God? <laughs> you know, and, and what's important, you know, and, and keep the Lord's Prayer. I mean, it's not like, it, it, you know, it's going to affect anything. And I think it's good for that accountability that we have a God that we're accountable to when, uh, people think they're going to be able to get away with things. You know, so the Lord's Prayer for me is about, um, having a great security for the the accountability of governance uh, over and above relying on people. So uh, if Michael Daly got in, would, will we embrace Victoria? Because we are embracing. I mean, one of the things that Mr. Lionhelm said the other day, uh, Victoria's got, you know, euthanasia. Why can't we have it? Well, you know, I mean, it's just not, a, it's just not helpful. I mean, if we get a Labor government, they will be pressured by the left of that Labor party uh, and the Greens or whoever holds power to move it towards uh, that type of uh, outcome. So why is it important? So so the government on Saturday, people out there voting for red or blue, that's what they're doing, you know, the Liberal National Government or the Labor Government. In the Upper House, you're voting for a referee, an umpire. And what's been good over the last eight years, the good Lord's given us the balance of power and we've been able to sort of say, well, look, if you're going to mess with these things, uh, you're not going to have the, the favour that you can enjoy with our vote and our privilege. So your priorities, you've got your priorities, we've got our priorities. Our priorities is protecting scripture in schools, having more chaplains, uh, defending our religious freedoms. Uh, you know, our priorities is to make sure that um, people, uh, our workers, through privatisation, are getting right uh, workers' entitlements, you know, uh, and, and that the state's getting its fair share. So you, you've got to have a referee in this, and I couldn't think of better referees than uh, people of good Christian value eth- um, in, in, in ethics. Uh, interested in your terminology here, the good Lord's given us an <laughs> yes. opportunity to have this balance of power. Yes. Now, if I'm interpreting that, I would interpret that to say the good Lord's given us people who vote, who are voting according to their Christian conscience yeah. and not just according to the latest uh, flash advertisement or yeah. uh, advertisement that is absolutely so negative. Somehow or other, Christian believers need to come above the campaigning strategies of all of the parties and have this sense of what God is saying in their own hearts as to how they cast their vote. Uh, Paul? Well, look, can I just give a plug to the um, Australian Christian Lobby? Because this is what they're doing well, and they're, and they're growing and they're building on this, is they're starting to say, oh, hang on, we're going to tre- check the credential of candidates. And then once we've checked them, we're going to have a reference point for you to go and see who we've, we've researched these candidates. This is their credibility. This is their track record. And if you want to, someone reliable to vote for, uh, we've done the due diligence. Here they are. We've checked uh, what, how they voted. We've checked what their party believes. We checked uh, what their history is. Uh, here's a good place to start if you're going to if you want to vote that way. And I know Fred always uh, thinks that people should just vote for us because we're Christian. And I would disagree with Fred on this. I say don't vote for me because I'm a Christian. We are good leaders. 
but our, our, our leadership is undergirded by Christian values and the Christian message. And uh, so I, I don't want people out and, you know, beyond the uh, stone curtain to vote for me because I'm a Christian. I want them to know that not only uh, are we Christian men uh, or missionaries in politics, but we're good leaders. So I'm trying to look at the energy prices. You know, we're trying to drop that for regional rural areas because they're more likely to pay up to 25% more energy uh, uh, cost on their energy. You know, we want them to have water security. You know, it's a debacle of what's happening out there, the, the lack of water, the fish kills, and uh, we can do more and we can do better with some more dams and give some more water, not only for the environment, but for our food, farm and fibre industries. You know, it's just as Christian to make sure that the welfare and the well-being of our regional communities are important as it is to try and have scripture in schools for me. You know, so if the, the good Lord in uh, 20... Uh, Jeremiah 29, 4-7. I encourage your readers to read it because it's where God puts his people in Babylon and then he says, I want you to seek the peace, the prosperity, and I want you to pray for it. And then if, if this land, uh, Babylon, will prosper, you too will prosper. And so it's it's imperative, not just not that we're doing Christian things and, and, and defending the Christian values, but it's it's important for us to see our, our state prosper and that it's in peace and that things are going well but, and people have got jobs and the economy. So, you know, the economy, you know, eight years when I came in, uh, if you don't mind, Greg, uh, eight years when I came in in 2011 were well, number eight in the state, uh, in, the, in a nation in terms of the economic uh, value of New South Wales. We're number eight. We were now number one. We were uh, five billion dollars in deficit we're now in surplus we have the lowest unemployment ever seen on record in new south wales and we're 115 billion dollars better off now that prosperity is important for me because that means a lot more marriages are probably not struggling because of financial issues all right and uh, let's just talk for a moment here about as the christian voter arrives at the polling booth tomorrow they're likely to be choosing between what some will think are uh, a choice of uh, between two evils, evil one and evil two. I'm talking, <laughs> I'm talking uh, both sides of politics here. And uh, as I say, you know, political alliances aside, uh, let's just say that uh, evil one and evil two uh, are potentially going to win. When it comes to the upper house potential of having a Christian voice there, you have an opportunity to be able to speak into uh, these issues. And uh, thank you for reflecting on the significant issues that you've been a part of there, Paul. Uh, evil one and evil two, uh, Greg, and I know you, you've got, probably got friends in, uh, in all sides, but, but there is a sense in which uh, no side is, in fact, immune from doing things that we will disagree with as Christians, uh, but we have to be in there to be an influence. Yeah, that, that's true. So obviously Paul and I will be recommending that individuals vote one for us and two for our CDP or, or the Australian Conservatives. And from there, it's just a matter of making a decision on Christian principles, which party is going to best uh, serve the state, which one of the next four to eight years is going to change the state in a way which we think to be ethical and that it's not religious liberty is critical but as Paul was saying it's not it's not just that it's important that we have a good economy if you don't have a good economy everyone suffers so that's critically important it's also important to reflect on things like the energy prices which Paul was saying that 
We make sure that we keep energy cheap and reliable because, again, that's critical not just for the economy but also just for people's livelihood that they can live the kind of life they want. You have horror stories where people who are elderly, they can't afford to put on heating or air conditioning, and especially when you get elderly, not being able to keep temperatures reasonable can, can literally kill kill people who are elderly. So it's not energy prices isn't something that, that that's not a Christian concern. It's, it's a genuine Christian concern that you should be focusing on this. So all these are important issues that genuine Christians should be reflecting on to decide which of the two political parties, major political parties, should form government in the lower house. And my view is that after you voted one CDP or Australian Conservatives to the opposite party, and then you go down that the next one probably should be Liberals over Labor. Let's focus on the ballot form that people, when they roll up to the polling yep. booth tomorrow, uh, they're going to be faced with a ballot paper. Um, how do people get the best Christian advantage from the vote that they'll cast tomorrow, Paul? Yeah, look, uh, if I can just go back and visit that, because I know you, you want to make a point about the parties uh, for, for Christian things. So, uh, I would say to people that the reason I, why I will personally be going leaning towards the Liberal National Party is because I know for eight years on scripture and chaplaincy they've backed us in. Okay, yep. So the opportunity for kids to hear about a loving God uh, especially when suicide is through the roof, sadly. Uh, that's important to us. And we know that the last eight years, uh, while the Nationals haven't been really helpful in a lot of other ways, uh, they've certainly been helpful on SRE and chaplaincy. So that's just for the, uh, the listeners out there. And I can't guarantee that I would get the same response from Labor at that level. Uh, in terms of uh, what you just asked there, uh, when they come to the ballot paper, uh, it was noted earlier, it's optional pre preferential. So people can put a one in a square and go home. And a lot of people actually do that. About 83% of people in 2015 just put a one in a square and, uh, in their lower house, uh, which is a small ticket, and they went home and also put a one in their upper house ticket, which is the long white paper, and they put a one there. So 83%, only 1.7% of people uh, voted below the line on the big white paper. What we would like to do is, uh, Christians need to know, it's 200,000 votes we need. We know from research that there's about 500,000 uh, people out there would vote for a Christian party, and that would be great if we can get Greg in and myself in. I mean, my goodness, that, that, you've got to understand, we're carrying the burden of the state with the balance of power. So Fred and I not only uh, carry um, the major votes in the chamber, we're also um, chairmen, uh, chairpeople on major policy committees where we also share uh, those things. So it's very important. Uh, that people look at the thing uh, in vote uh, box Q above the line is where you'll find the Christian Democratic Party. Uh, yeah, we're conservatives box M. And just to repeat what Paul was saying, ideally both of us get in. So all of your viewers could, uh, listeners could just talk to everyone they know to try and promote us both over the last 24 hours. That'd be great. Let's go uh, to the effort to see if we can maintain a Christian voice in. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.